see free one and and C and I I, I forgot. It's okay. C three starts in three two one. C three starts in three two one. Good morning. Welcome to Christ Community Church. Happy New Year to you guys. We've decorated for the occasion. Right there next to Justin. There it is. It's beautiful. Looks good. We're ready to worship. (laughs) Justin's backdrop. (laughs) We are ready to worship. We encourage you guys to worship along with us this morning. love of Jesus sing his mercy and his grace in the mansions bright and blessed he'll prepare for us a place when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus we'll sing and shout the victory Pilgrim's pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sign. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. before us soon his glorious beauty will hold soon the pearly gates will open we will tread the streets of gold when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see jesus we'll sing and shout the victory when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Good morning, C3 family. Happy New Year. Our call to worship today is found in Revelations, the 22nd chapter. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say come and let the one who hears come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. He who testifies to these things says, yes, I am coming soon, amen. Come Lord Jesus, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people, amen.
There's beauty in my brokenness But I've got true love instead of pain There's freedom though you've captured me But I've got joy instead of mourning There's beauty in my brokenness And I've got true love instead of pain There's freedom though you captured me But I've got joy instead of mourning Cause you give me joy down deep in my soul down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, you give me joy. Down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. There's beauty in my brokenness, and I've got true love instead of pain. There's freedom though you captured me. I've got joy instead of mourning There's beauty in my brokenness And I've got true love instead of pain There's freedom though you captured me And I've got joy instead of mourning Cause you give me joy down deep in my soul down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, you give me joy. Down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. I've never been so free, caught in your love for me. I've never been more secure, knowing your heart, Lord. Never been so free, caught in your love for me. I've never been more secure, knowing your heart, Lord. I've never been so free, caught in your love for me. I've never been more secure, knowing your heart, Lord. I've never been so free, caught in your love for me. I've never been more secure, knowing that. You give me joy down deep in my heart, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. Cause you give me joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. Yeah, you give me joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. You give me joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. Happy New Year. Good morning, good morning. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to all of you that are joining us this morning. We are glad that you're here. We've been looking forward to 2021 and here it is. We've been looking forward to this new year and it has arrived. It has indeed. Hooray! <laughs> um, thank you, seriously, for joining us this morning. And I want to just ask the Lord's blessings upon our time together. Father God, um, welcome. 
Welcome, Lord Jesus. Welcome, dear Holy Spirit. Uh, we are glad to be in your presence and to be with others that have been touched by your grace. And we pray that you would bless our time and our discussion and our study and that you'd use it for our good. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Would you read that passage from Matthew 22 that I asked you? Yeah. So uh, Larry wants to start this morning with a reading from Matthew 22, just the first three verses. Yes, please. It says that Jesus also told them other parables. He said, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by a story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited but they all refused to come. Yeah. Um, I have just finished reading through John's, the Apostle John's, yes. last letter, last epistle of the book of Revelation, which also happens to be the last book of the Bible. And just truthfully, just being transparent, the last month or so, I have been very, um, my soul's just been a little dry, and I have really needed a, a fresh touch of God's Spirit, and um, in God's kindness, as I read through the book of Revelation this year, the last few weeks of December, God really did that in my life. He touched me in a fresh way, and... Um, I'm very I'm thankful. I'm just thankful for how he has met my need uh, and refreshed my soul. Um, you know, in Revelation 22, the last chapter of the Bible, the Bible says, The Spirit and the Bride both say, Come, all who are thirsty, drink freely from the water of life. And as I thought about that, the very last thing that God does as He invites us to come to a place of refreshment. Drink and freely. It's, and it's exactly what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 22. At the beginning at the beginning of the New Testament, Jesus says that my dad has created a feast and sent people, sent servants out to invite people to come and enjoy this great food and enjoy this wonderful wine. And people wouldn't come. And the last thing that the Bible says is that the Spirit of God and the family of God are telling the people of the world, are you thirsty? Are you hungry? Come, come. Uh, God has prepared a feast. And the question isn't, has God prepared a feast of wonderful food and wonderful wine? The question's not, is it available? The question is, will we come? Will you come? Will we come in faith and open our lives up uh, and benefit from this marvelous feast that God has prepared the for us? The message of the Bible is one big invitation. That's exactly please right. Come, please, please come, come. Please come. Yeah. The question is not, is God inviting us? The question is, will we come? Yeah. Um, as I read through the book of Revelation this this past month, um, one of the things that God really did in my life as a part of this refreshment and this renewal 
is that he filled me with a, Shirley, I had no kidding, he filled me with a very uh, powerful sense of gratitude uh, that I haven't felt in a long time. Uh, not that I haven't been continually blessed, but there's a difference in experiencing the blessings of God and feeling grateful for those blessings. And uh, even recognizing that they are blessings. And uh, I don't know, I've just, as I read through Revelation this time, I just was overwhelmed, uh, or I, I just experienced an overwhelming sense of gratitude. Um, for God's blessings. Um, you know, it's so easy right now to focus on the negative. Uh, everybody's so ready for 2020 to be over. It's been the worst year of civilization. Everything about it's terrible. And, on, and, I, and yes, uh, it, 2020 was a year of great challenges, great frustration, great loss uh, for many, many people. Um, but as the children of God, as, as, the, as God's saints, do we have the ability to balance the challenges, not deny or ignore the challenges, but to balance those losses and problems and pain and suffering with our ability to see His blessings as well? Because they're there. Whether we want to see them or not or acknowledge them or not, they're there. And one of the things, like I said, that God really did in my life as I read the Revelation was just I, I just was filled with a fresh measure of gratitude for God's blessings. And I, I just wanted to mention three of them real quickly, uh, three things in particular that I uh, am especially grateful for, that He opened my eyes to in a, in a real way, in a fresh way. One of those is I'm just so very grateful um, for our little church, Christ Community Church. Um, I am very grateful for our little church. We, like I said, we're a little tiny spiritual community of believers that meets in East Memphis, Tennessee. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a church full of people. And so we've got needs and problems and challenges just like uh, any other church, but I'm so grateful for it uh, and, and that God has allowed me to be a part of our little church. I don't know. It just really, really uh, has, it's significant to me where, how God opened my eyes to that. And it, it's very significant to me that God wrote the book of Revelation to seven very real churches um, churches with names, churches with addresses, churches that actually met together, studied the Bible together, sang together, took the Lord's Supper together, prayed together, and served their communities together. Um, they, they, uh, they were real churches. Um, I find it very significant that when God wrote the last book of the Bible, the last written down word that he gave to humanity. He, he wrote it to churches. He didn't write it to politicians or philosophers or scientists or doctors or educators or fin financiers or artists or 
uh, entertainers or humanitarians or philanthropists. How do you say that word? Philanthropists. Yeah, those. <laughs> uh, he didn't write it to those uh, people of our world. He he wrote it to churches. Yeah. Re- not just the church, but to specific, visible, real churches and. I don't know, it just, it, it, it reminded me of how God values and loves the church. And it challenged me, do I recognize that blessing, that gift, that I am a part of such a wonderful body of precious believers who love God and love me and love you and that I can be a part of such a group of people um, yes, we're people, and therefore we're all we bring our brokenness and our challenges and our needs and our irritations and our ornery in this. Uh, but I don't know. I, you know, we we the church kind of can, can take a hit there sometimes. Yeah, you know, the church is yes. full of you know sinners or full of <laughs> hypocrites or whatever. Yes, but what group isn't? You know, yeah. I mean, what yes. group? What group of human beings, the family, a you know, business, a school, a hospital, doesn't have is it, it's it's a collection of people filled who, with problems and brokenness and hypocrisy who hopefully for the most part are trying their hardest. Yes. Yes. So you guys if you've listened to us at all any length of time know that I really like the writer Annie Dillard. And in an essay that she wrote, she addresses the church what the the church is, and this is what she says. Mm -hmm. A high school stage play is more polished than this service we have been rehearsing since year one. In 2,000 years, we have not worked out the kinks. We positively glorify them. Week after week, we witness the same miracle, that God is so mighty Mm -hmm. that he can stifle his own laughter. Week after week, we witness the same miracle, that God for reasons unfathomable, refrains from blowing our dancing bear act to smithereens. Hmm. Week after week, Christ washes the disciples' dirty feet, handles their toes, and repeats, and this is the point, it is all right, believe it or not, to be people. Yeah. You know, we've been, like she says, we've been, we the church, have been at this for 2,000 years, and we still bumble along. Yeah. Doing our best, yeah. Uh, and 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 she envisions God looking at it with delight, like a parent watching a child in a in a play, yeah. Like yeah. in our children's um, our our uh, Christmas video for the kids, yes. It was cute, and and everybody did their role in it. But the a I was gonna say my the, my favorite part. I better say one of the best parts <laughs> is um, when Carter Moore. Comes out, he's supposed to be yes. the angel of God speaking to Mary, and he comes out in the video, and he's wearing his like karate outfit. He's, a, like, he's a ninja. He's angel. a ninja angel. Yes. Hey, ah, and he says his lines, and he yes. ah. And I thought, yes, yes, yes. And God, I mean, this is, it was his personality coming through in the task. Yes. And we delighted and watched. We laughed and laughed. Oh, it was. And nice. God. Surely views us with such delight. Yeah, yeah. As we do our best at the task. Yeah, and just again, <laughs> he he delights in our attempts, and he oh, and he doesn't 
uh, put a bunch of, I don't I, I, we don't have really time today to get into all the, that I'd love to talk about. I, I just want us to, to know, I, I just want to declare that God, reading Revelation, reminded me of how God delights and values the church. Uh, read the book of Acts, read the New Testament. A blind man, an, uh, an, an ignoramus, uh, won't miss the value that the early Christians placed on their churches, the churches that they were a part of. They, I would argue that they valued their church and the relationship they had with their church above all else. Paul and Peter and John, they wrote their letters to churches or to the leaders of churches. They spent their, they left their time with Jesus and they spent their lives planting and discipling churches. Yeah. They wrote their letters to churches. Um, and when the Bible, uh, when the Bible writers want to help us see the, the significance of the church, what does, what does the Bible compare to? The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Uh, not just a jewel or a crown or a significant hammer, or, uh, uh, but the body of Christ. And it just, I became, reading Revelation this year made me very grateful uh, for my church um, and our church. Second thing that made me, uh, yes, it is. Um, I love it with all my heart. Also, I I became grateful in a fresh way for the future that awaits me, that awaits us. Reading the Revelation, I just was struck in a a fresh way um, that, Regardless of the present problems and pains and losses and struggles that we face, we have a bright future that awaits us. Uh, The book of Revelation, it reminds us of God's ultimate triumph over everything that we would view as a negative, as an enemy, as as a defect, God's ultimate triumph over all those things and that he has created this indescribably wonderful future for his children, for his bride. Revelation 21, John says that there's going to be a day when there will be no more tears, no more pain, no more sickness, no more depression, no more enslavement, no more sorrow, no more separation, no more sin, and no more Death. Hasn't that been what we've wanted all year long? What our souls have longed for since before time began. When humanity was created, we have been longing for that. Revelation describes this place as a very real place, a literal place, a place that, according to Jesus, he has been working on for 2,000 years. I, I leave you and I go to prepare a place for you. He spent six days creating the universe that we behold. And he has been spending 2,000 years preparing this place that we will go to and enjoy and and spend eternity uh, 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 enjoying and and being blessed by. Um, I don't know, I just find that to be a, a source of such encouragement and something that I'm so grateful for. And that it's a place that God has not only 
created for me and provided for me, but it's a, a place that I can enjoy freely. God offers this gift, this place of eternal life freely. Um, Isaiah, in, in the 55, 55th chapter, he says, or God says in Isaiah 55, all who are thirsty, come and drink, even if you're broke, even if you have no money, enjoy my wine and milk, for they are free. Uh, and I just was, I just was, reminded as I read Revelation that at the end of the day, the book of Revelation deals with a lot of topics. <laughs> but the ultimate theme, the ultimate theme in this book is that it is the seller, it is a, a description of the celebration of the wedding uh, of the Son of God and his bride. And I'm a part of that. And and I'm grateful beyond words that I am a part of that. The third thing that I'm grateful for is uh, that I'm grateful not only for the future that I've been given, I'm grateful for the future that I'm going to miss. Yeah. Um, that's a big deal to me. Uh, God, sorry about that. Let me turn that off. <laughs> um, God has promised us an amazing future. But God also promises for those that accept that free gift of eternal life that he promises that we're going to miss another future. And that future that we will miss involves the coming wrath of God. Now, I know that there's a lot of people listening to me today, friends of mine, people that I love and that love me, who would rather not think about the wrath of God they would rather me not talk about the wrath of God. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't believe what the Bible says about it. Uh, they want to spiritualize it or, or, or something. But you can't read the book of Revelation and not see clearly, according to the Scriptures, according to John, that there'll be a day when God's wrath is poured out. In Ephesians 5, Paul says... Because of the world's evil, God's wrath will come upon the sons of disobedience. And then in Revelation 20, John says, All not found written in the book of life will be thrown into the lake of fire and experience God's wrath. Revelation 14, John says, Satan and his followers will drink of the full strength of God's wrath and be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of God's angels and the Lamb forever and ever. I find it significant who's writing this. John, the apostle, that his nickname was the Apostle of Love. Um, he's not writing this to scare people or manipulate people. He's writing this to the churches to give them a reason to be joyful to have hope. Look at what God is offering you and preparing for you, but also look at what God has done so that you miss certain things. The future you're going to enjoy, the future that you're going to miss. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, Paul says, Our faith in Jesus delivers us from the wrath that is coming one day. Whatever else the book of Revelation says, it declares that this uh, 
indescribable, horrible, terrifying place is real and that it should be avoided at all costs. Um, I just I felt like this week um, it was important for me to challenge you and me and all of us. Um, are you grateful? Yes, we have problems. Yes, we have challenges. Yes, we've experienced losses, reasons to be sad and concerned. But we also have been given reasons to be joyful and to be grateful. And um, Revelation is a book that is full of hard and confusing pictures and ideas. But as I read it this year, <laughs> I don't know why or how, but the Spirit of God just filled me with gratitude. Gratitude for the precious family, spiritual family that I've been made a part of, that God has given me so that I can go and be a part of that and experience God's grace and God's presence in ways that I cannot do apart from gathering with them. Um, I'm grateful for the indescribable and wonderful future that God has prepared for me and provided for me. And I'm grateful for the ghastly, horrifying future that God has rescued me from. Uh, I'm grateful for that beyond words. And I hope that we will all be grateful for that. Um, We're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, I I did not. That's... That looking forward to the the beauty of a of a grand future. That's yes. That's a yeah. that's a that's a real hope, isn't it? You know, Hebrews talks about. I said I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> Hebrews oh, talks about you. waving to the future. Yeah. And so to think of it. Well, that's our wave, that's our blessed hope. That's our hope. Yeah, that's yeah. our hope that yeah. there is a day coming when we will experience when sickness will be over. Yes. And we will experience what God has prepared for us, and we will miss that coming wrath. If we're ready, if we've accepted that free gift, Ephesians chapter 2 says, For by grace are we saved, and that not of yourselves. It's through faith. It's through faith. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Yeah, a constant, constant invitation. Yes, that is free. Yeah. And accepted yeah. by faith. Well, we're going to take some bread. And we're going to take some juice. And we're going to eat that which represents the body of our Savior, the body of our groom, who's coming uh, to, to invite us to our own wedding celebration with him one day. And we're going to take that which represents his blood, and we're going to eat and we're going to drink just to declare Our faith, our faith in God's goodness, our faith in God's provision. Uh, He was so committed to us becoming a part of the the wedding celebration, a part of the bride uh, for his son, that he allowed his son to come and die on the cross uh, and, and deal with our sin problem that separates us from God. And we believe in that and we give thanks for that. And we eat and we drink to Just remind ourselves and to declare to others, we have a Savior who's coming one day to make us his bride. So let's eat. And let's drink. Lord Jesus, we are thankful. We are so very thankful, so very grateful. 
for your blessings and for the future hope, the blessed hope that we look forward to in spending an eternity with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you. Amen. Amen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. all the poor and powerless and all the lost and lonely and all the thieves will come confess and know that you are holy and know that you are holy and all We'll sing out hallelujah and we will cry out hallelujah. And all the hearts who are content and all who feel unworthy And all who hurt with nothing left We know that you are holy And all will sing out hallelujah And we will cry out hallelujah
and screaming from the mountains. Go on and tell it to the masses that he is Thanks again for joining us. We're Christ Community Church. We'll be back next week on YouTube and Facebook Live at 1015. Happy New Year to you guys, and we'll see you next Sunday.